The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So Chris talked about, you know, all the different, different ways in which we can um, overcome and prevent unwholesome states. <clears throat> and sometimes we're so caught up in those unwholesome states that we don't notice. We don't notice when these other <clears throat> skillful, good states are present. So just what some people in the different groups talked about, um, how, um, <clears throat> how, those those states happen and and how sometimes we just don't notice so that's the first one of the first things that i want to say you know out of all the different <coughs> struggles and different moments um there are some positive sides there are some positive thoughts there are some positive deeds that we engage in in our daily life so looking at these um this perspective of seeing the glass full half full or half empty <clears throat> that that aspect of looking at even if it is just one what we can do to recognize like uh chris was talking about you know it takes mindfulness mindfulness is is really kind of in the middle of all, you know, all these different factors of the Eightfold Path. So um, recognizing also those, those moments that we have uh, positive, positive actions and, and positive thoughts and um, positive words. Um, So when we talk about cultivating, we can look at it as a way of um, how we can support those moments, how we can be motivated to cultivate those moments once we recognize them. <clears throat> and um, there's a specific moment that uh, the teachings recommend also in cultivating these wholesome states of mind and um, uh, and and is <clears throat> is in those moments of maybe we can call them moments of neutrality, moments where there's you know there's nothing very strong going on for us. We're just you know we're being here, being present, and doing our own thing, our own business, you know, and just being here on a Sunday afternoon rainy day, you know, listening to a Dharma talk or so this is this is an example. This is a great time. <clears throat> what we're doing right now is part of that cultivation. Um, so <clears throat> like Chris was talking about, there's a momentum when we are in all these different states. And um It's really hard to stop when we're in the middle 
of a struggle. So <clears throat> if we are, imagine that you're in the freeway and you will see, you may see it, this in some of the assignments, but imagine that you're driving or you're going down, down a hill or, and, and you just put the car in neutral or you just keep your hands on the brakes of your bike and you keep going, but you just let, you just, you just, you just keep going, right? So at that moment, you can, you can just remember, oh, okay, this is, this is a good time. What, how was my day today? What kind of deeds did I have today that, that, you know, remembering, remembering positive deeds in those moments where you are like in a kind of a neutral state, remembering good deeds. Um, <clears throat> there are two different ways actually to cultivate <clears throat> these um, skillful, uh, skillful effort. And um, One, one aspect is the, the arousing when, when we're in that moment of neutrality that, you know, there's nothing very strong going on. What we can do to, to arouse that positive state of mind, that skill for effort, that um, reinforcing that intention, oh, I, I, really want to, I really want to cultivate this. I want to, I want to work on the Eightfold Path. Um, <clears throat> that is what we call arousing the skillful effort. And so um, we can also have a moment of reflection at that, you know, that moment of reflection, looking at the causes and, and looking, you know, throughout the day. Okay, how that was, that was a great. I, I helped someone at work, or I didn't react strongly when this person that I'm used to be reactive to um, talked to me. So, what were the conditions at that moment? How come did that happen? That was great. I want to cultivate that. I, I want to make that happen more often. So, we look at the causes. We remember, well, I had a good sleep. You know, I was relaxed when this person came here. And, and so we start recognizing the conditions that support that state that we want to cultivate. So pay attention to see the sequence of cause and effect. <clears throat> Another... Another thing that we can do, and I already said it, I want to give you an example, is um, remembering skillful acts that we have done. And there's some good ones, some good ones, those ones that we don't have an attachment to the result when we do them. So we don't have, you know, there's not a condition. There was not a condition when I engaged in that act, when, when I engaged in, in saying what I just said to this person. 
um, there's not a condition of giving back, not even a thank you. You just, you were there. You know, I, for example, I was, uh, I was on retreat this last week. I was having dinner and someone came, passed by and picked up my plate. My, my empty plate, I was done with my dinner, and, and this person just, you know, she asked me, but she just took the plate, and it was very nice, very, very sweet. Um, so those, those acts that doesn't have any strings attached are uh, very good in uh, helping us cultivating states of mind that we want to cultivate. Um, <clears throat> also in arousing this uh, skillful effort, um, I like this one very much, remembering with gratitude, you know, again, in moments of, of reflection, re re remembering, re remembering with gratitude or, or recognizing how gratitude comes to you, it just emerges in you. When you remember, like for example, what I just said also, a good act from someone, or um, doesn't, doesn't have to be something recent, could be something from you know years ago. Um, some good deeds that others have done for you. I, yeah, I don't know if you... Um, well, right now, maybe I demonstrated it right now. I just felt my, the body just, you know, feeling some warmth when I remembered that person picking up my plate. I just like, oh, I, I want to do that for someone else too, you know? Just like, you, like the mind just takes another attitude. Um, uh, another, another thing that you can do to... <clears throat> arouse skillful effort is recall your past successes in battling greed, hatred, and delusion. And that one, oh, this one for me, especially when I, I feel like very hard on me, oh, I didn't try hard enough, or I just remember in those moments, well, remember when, you know, you went home and your dad didn't tell you what he wanted to hear or, or, you know, your sister said the same thing that, you know, just, you know, concentrating maybe on the negative and you stayed quiet. You stayed quiet and, and then next time you just continue treating them with respect and love. That is, that is great. That is, that is just, oh, good. I, ca I can do this. You know, I really can do this. I can, I can still be able to choose in moments of strong aversion to, to act with skillful effort to have good deeds, to have, you know, um, practice wiseful speech. Um, Like Chris was saying, you know, we all, we all have our own toolbox. 
and our practice, you know, everyone has different, different ways in which we practice. So we can also do that intentionally. We can set the intention, okay, what we can do in, in moments of, you know, maybe difficult moments. <clears throat> if I know that I'm going to go into a situation that is going to be stressful, what can I do ahead of time? What can I do to, like, um, Chris was talking about preventing, you know, uh, but also to arouse a different, a different um, state of mind of the usual. So, for example, um, if you have a coworker that, that for some reason, you haven't figured it out yet, but for some reason, it just doesn't gel. <laughs> when you work together, it just doesn't gel. It just doesn't happen, you know? So, okay, it's the way it is, that's, that's, that's the way it is. So what can I do here? So with patience, I can see it before, I can make post-its, skillful speech. You know, I can just remember this is a human being, loving kindness um, for myself too. You know, we start with ourselves and then where it's, it's easier to reflect it to others, um, and and taking deep breaths, you know, so that that is a different different way of of showing up. So preparing yourself ahead of time, if you know that you're gonna go into a difficult situation, and you know that is hard for you, that is being hard for you in other instances. Um, <clears throat> And I will one one last thing I want to say about arousing uh, positive states of mind. Also remembering results, results from other actions, other experiences, not only the positive ones. It all you know the positive, the negative, the neutral. You know, for example, again with with someone that. Um, <clears throat> If you have a, a, a positive relationship or a more difficult relationship, okay, this is how I reacted or this is how I spoke last time and this is what happened. And, you know, we're not able to control all the conditions, but um, we can remember, well, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> Maybe it was, that was not the best thing to say, you know, and it may work differently the next time. Um, <clears throat> so again, we can use those moments of neutrality or those moments that were not in a deep place of um, aversion or, or in a very deep place of, you know, preference and, and desire or, you know, being caught up by different hindrances at different levels. Um, to see, okay, set the intention, I'm going to work on arousing these positive states. So then there's the other aspect of maintaining them, right? There's, okay, so how come I was honky-dory 
last time I was here, you know, it was not that difficult to do these tasks that I have a hard time doing. And um, last time it worked out great, and now it's not working. So, um, <clears throat> we get together in Sangha to maintain, to cultivate, to keep it going. To keep going now, talking about the momentum that Chris talked about. We meet, we associate with friends that um, support us in cultivating those positive states of mind. Um, we, um, if we want to dedicate ourselves into read good books, inspiring books, um, have Buddhist discussions or, you know, whatever kind of discussions that help you in, in maintaining those states. Um, we continue practice. We continue practicing. We, we sit. We go to retreat. We, we remember to breathe when we're driving, you know. Um, and so the last thing I want to say is... Um, we develop determination and devotion. And I also love that word of devotion that Chris talked about because it, it's, there's something about, you know, just keep the momentum going. It's almost like having a, like a savings, like a savings account, you know, somewhere with no, no main purpose, but just, you know, and just let me let me put my loving kindness there a little bit, you know, and my equanimity and compassion. And you just never know when you're gonna need it. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So uh, cultivate that determination. Yes, I'm gonna keep going on this eightfold path. I'm gonna keep practicing. I'm gonna um, keep going with it. Um, so, let's see where we're at. So, let's have another breakout session. Now, if you want to go into groups, and I will give you a question to reflect on with your group. Yeah, it could be it could be different people, could be whoever you want, the same, different. And um, so these, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's working, it's working. Okay, so now um, what I want you guys to do is take, take your time now in answering the question before I think that we were going like 
we were going around, around, around. Now take take a moment. Stay, you know, stay with yourself and 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 share. Um, for some time, I'm gonna ring the bell. Um, and so the question is, how do you recognize wholesome states? How do you recognize wholesome states? And what you can continue to, um, to nourish them or arouse them, to maintain them or arouse them, whatever fits in your situation, okay? Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ring the bell between each person, and each person will have uh, maybe I'm gonna say three minutes. Okay. Yeah. and um, talk about things with other people that support us. So, how was it? Anything you want to share? You see, I see, I see even more smiles. That, you know, look at this. You see, you can even see it right here, right now. <laughs> so, hello? Yeah. Um, I think what was nice for me and our group was the sharing and sort of af we, we all took turns, of course, but then afterwards we were able to have discussion. And that's really nice to just be in a discussion. Yeah, it's really nice to be in a discussion about that. Great. What, what I found in so many of the groups is that um, through the open sharing, we find that we all have either similar, the same, or maybe slightly different ways of dealing with the situations. And it gives me the opportunity to kind of come up with, oh, maybe I should do that a little differently, or maybe I should do that. But I think what's comforting in these small groups is that we're all humans, we're all the same, and it's just minor differences on how we interpret and adapt to the situations. And I think that's what's the most comforting thing about being vulnerable in a room like this, in a, in, in a, um, a class like this, because we're all growing and we're all, all learning to experience things better with more awareness. So I have a question, a cl clarification question. Please. Uh, lately what I've found, I've been reflecting on, is out of boredom, which we could call neutrality, but it's, not, it's, it's sort of not quite. But I've been noticing my tendency towards unhelpful or unskillful states arising out of that. That's where I'm tending to go because I want to become something else. I want to be entertained. I want to, you know, 
satisfy an urge to eat something or whatever it is. That's where the addictive, my addictive tendencies arise out of. So you brought up neutrality. Could you clarify, address what I'm talking about? Because I feel on some level, like Gil's always saying, well, how could anybody be bored, right? There's so much to, you know, to research mm -hmm. about ourselves. But I'm saying my, I've been noticing of late, after a lot of practice, yeah, mm -hmm. is that's where I sort of the muddy, the, it gets kind of murky and I tend to find myself lost in a, in a, a an obsessive or greed-based activity from that state. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so few few thoughts and Chris, jump in at any time, um, came to mind. Um, when I talk about neutrality, I'm talking about the feeling. You know, I'm talking about the feeling state of, um, the feeling aspect of mindfulness. Um, if, if in a moment of, um, you know, not having a strong, pleasant um, experience or not having a strong, unpleasant experience, and you're like kind of, you know, in a neutral place there, that's what I'm saying that is, 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 it could be a good time to cultivate or to reflect on what it is that I want to do different here to cultivate, uh, to cultivate skillful effort. When I hear you talking about boredom, I'm talking, I'm, reminds me of the hindrances. And so for me, there's a clear distinction there um, be between, you know, neutrality is a whole different aspect of, of the experience of mindfulness. For boredom, and to, or that goes into a place that takes me, in, when I have had similar experiences where I go into a place where I want to become something differently or that I feel very negative about something or very so much desire in having something that is eating me inside. Um, one, another thing that it could be helpful is remembering the, op the opposite state Remembering the opposite state of that. So for me, sloth and torpor is, is sloth and torpor within the hindrances sometimes is, is something that comes from. So even if it is in a little bit, I just remember what was this, how, how was what I felt the opposite after recognizing the, the present experience, after recognizing, okay, I'm just, you know, lethargic or um, I don't want to do anything or, but remembering those positive experiences from the past may be something that can move me into cultivating a, a positive state of mind. I think maybe, Richard, I went beyond what you were asking. I don't know if this answers your question. Well, and be more specific actually it's like I want to be entertained that's that there's okay whether I call it boredom or whatever disinterest 
the thing that entertains me often is I'll go up and I'll stream some show on Netflix and I'll get all lost in that and li live through that experience. And is that an unwholesome state? Well. Watching television, being entertained. Well, it, you, you know, it's, just, a pleasant, you, yeah. it's, it's a pleasant state because the reality is I want something pleasant yeah. to happen. I want yeah. to feel it's desire, it's yeah. craving, yeah. It, yeah. you know, in our yeah. language, let's yeah. say. Now, it's not driving into San Francisco to smoke crack, Yeah. but it's, yeah. it's, it's not, you know, it's yeah. the same impulse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, th I think this is a great observation of the role of of boredom and looking for entertainment and I don't know you know the only answer that I find in my own life for that is just to keep getting interested in the question that you're asking see if you can ask that to another level of momentary sincerity you know using you, you recognize that it's not wholesome in a kind of pattern way looking back on it but then see if you can use your clarity of recognizing that to bring that into the moment when you you know, or in the middle of a show, what kind of show is it? What is what is how, what is a show? Most a lot of shows are trying to you know stir up various states, right? What states is this show stirring up? And you know, is that what you want? And you don't have to get you know. I've I've spent a lot of time watching things, really watching the thing and myself, saying, why am I watching this? You know, what is this? You know, really paying attention, okay, this is stirring up either anger or desire or fear. You know, those are the big three Netflix emotions, you know. And what... And, and the political... And, and the political... And the political yeah, situation know, right now. You know, just trying to figure out politics and yeah. convince myself it's all going to be okay or it's the end of the world, one or the other, you know. And I... It's, stop it, you know. <laughs> but... Really, really taking that question, it's a great question, and I, I work with it myself, but I don't know how to work with it besides more and more sincerely, you know. <laughs> this whole boredom thing is just yeah. sort of a new thing I've been looking uh -huh. at. I've That's been going, great. what yeah. causes, Yeah. what, so maybe be preceding the boredom issues is yeah. also another area to explore, to research. Uh -huh. Okay, so what's creating... Yeah whatever that state is that starts uh -huh. the impending, yeah. impelling component where right. I do reflect and I go, why do I, I feel like crap after yeah, that, that, you yeah, know? Right. Or, you know, watching one more morning Joe, you yeah, know, just to right. put myself, you know, yeah. out of my misery. Right, you know? right. I mean, you can all, you know, there's, there's admitting that there's some difficult state, you know, that needs soothing somehow. And how can we soothe ourselves that's more skillful? Sometimes I bring to mind, okay, I'm in this really unpleasant state. And I bring to mind my aspiration, you know, to do the work that we're doing better, you know. And to, do, to be there more for people that I'm able to be there for. You know, feel more inspiration to go and do more, you know whatever it is that I want to do. And then I feel, well, what is it that doesn't want to do that? You know, and kind of hang out with that. And, you know, a lot of trust that there's an unpleasant layer that's just too much to work with right now, and it needs some balance of soothing and just starting to look at it, you know, starting to look at it. This is an incredible topic right here. Um, 
self-satisfaction, moderation, boredom, uh, feel good. And I feel really lost in this. I don't have the answer. And the question I want to ask is, is it does feel good. It doesn't take a lot of people. And for a couple hours, I'm looking at stuff that eh, is interesting. Um, but the problem that I have is perhaps I could do something else more that takes more energy, that is less passive, but I seem to succumb into this wanting to feel good, wanting to be entertained, wanting to be a little bit of slothful, and then wanting to just wanting to modify what's going on, but not know the degree that I should get into that. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if I could, you can answer these questions. I don't know if I can. Keep watching. That's what's been helpful to me. I mean, my relation to these things is transforming slowly over the years. You know, there are things I used to get into that I can't get into anymore because I can see, oh, that's just stirring up one of those emotions and I don't want any more of that right now you know so I can see that and then I'm even more bored because now I don't know what to do you know but <laughs> but you know there are things to do you know so it's forcing me to get into some gardening and things that I didn't do that are actually more you know actually better you know do some yoga there's really you know and part of my mind knows there's really no excuse there's plenty of wholesome things to do and so why aren't I doing them okay well that's interesting that's something else to investigate you know or, or you sometimes you just have to actually take a strong, I'm going to try this. I'm going to stand up instead of sit down. You know, I'm going to do a yoga pose and see if I feel better. Do some actual experimenting, you know. Read a Dharma book. I don't know. You know, a lot of this, um, I, I, I don't want to use the word struggle, but I do, it, it really takes me aback uh, some of the ways that some of these things are expressed it takes me back to my my very conservative catholic upbringing and life for about 35 years and so big old red lights come up right it's just like it was before everything's a sin everything's a this <laughs> everything's a that everything's yeah. unskillful and you know i i just accidentally or whatever i i printed out right effort gills thing uh -huh. you know on that link uh -huh. and I was so happy to read this because it's just like okay okay this is the Buddha and it gives the citation how is effort fruitful a practitioner when not caught up does not get caught up in suffering and not infatuated with pleasure does not give up appropriate pleasure. Yes. Does right. not give up appropriate pleasure. Yay! Yay! I mean, Yay. you know, come on! Yay. Right. Yeah. I can learn a lot from a good film. Yeah. And I'm not just vegging out. Right. You know, I can learn a lot from going and, and, and experience a lot of pleasure by going to Davy's Symphony Hall. Yeah. I mean, and I could say, no, I should be home doing meditation, you know, because that's what I used to do in the past. Right. You know, n you know, deny, deny, deny. And 
I, honestly, I was so happy to read this. I thought, okay, I guess this isn't so bad after all. It's not <laughs> synonymous with sin and all that kind of stuff, you know. So I think we just have to, I just have to keep, keep looking at the things that really do, that I don't equate with what, what I used to think it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't mm-hmm. that wonderful? Does yes. not give up appropriate pleasure. Yeah. I mean, that is so freeing. Right. And of course you have to look at, you know, what's appropriate, skillful, are you harming anybody? All that kind of stuff is fine. I mean, it's really good self-guidance, but it doesn't mean that I have to now deny myself everything that, that's fun. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Going right. dancing or right. getting together with friends gives me a chance to practice not doing mindless chatter, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of good stuff couched right. in that right. appropriate pleasure. So thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Mary. I'm so glad you brought That's that great. up. I, I was really not wanting to end on the note of implying that, you know, <laughs> I'm done with movies or anything like that, you know? It's, it's just to keep looking at what's wholesome, you know? They're wholesome. There's wholesome stuff out there, you know? There's things, I mean, things that make you actually feel good, you know? And I got a lot out of really assuming there is a reason, if I want to watch this, there is a reason. So what is that reason? Maybe I'm really in the mood to see some good guys win, you know? I mean, that, you know, or see happily ever after happen or something, you know? I mean, maybe there's some, okay, that's what I wanted. There's nothing unwholesome in that, you know? It, so, you know, yeah, and you just know, keep there, looking at it. There are times when, you know, if I'm really struggling with some difficult mind states difficult, whatever you want to call it, that I, I can't, you know, I just have to say, take a break. Mm-hmm. And if I get lost in a good movie, I'm taking a break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it releases me from all of that junk that I was gripped mm-hmm. with, you know, mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Thank you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I was also very pleased to see that quote when I looked in here. I like that. I love that quote. Um, I had the same experience as um, this gentleman as far as feeling um, that I'm perhaps doing certain activities out of boredom where I would feel the compulsion in myself. Like I looked through my New York Times app on my iPad combing it, oh, did the new crossword puzzle come out yet? Did, you know, is there new, another article that might interest me that I haven't read yet? I mean, and I'd go between that, checking my email, and, you know, back and forth, and I'd feel like this, my, the nature of how I was doing it was telling me something that, oh, am I bored? And um, maybe this is like an addiction. So, um, what I find find is helpful for me is if I think of it like, okay, I enjoy this, it's my mind candy, and so maybe if I do something earlier, clean the bathrooms, guard, you know, pull weeds or whatever, and then I can feel like, well, I did something productive today, so now I can just let myself go and be compulsive for a few hours, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
So one thing I've been finding helpful when I notice a pattern around boredom or, or one thing that happens to me, for example, is I'll, I'll be at work and there'll be something I want to get done and I just feel resistance to doing it for some reason. Sometimes it, I, it's not even that apparent. Like it's, this, it's not even a task that I feel emotional about, but maybe it takes some amount of effort and I feel really scattered. Uh, and some things, sometimes I just remind myself of my intention. Like sometimes it helps to not be in that situation and just think of, okay, the next time this happens, I'm going to try this. And then just try it like an experiment and say, hey, you know, if it, if it doesn't work, if I'm not able to get this test done, that's okay. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to try it for five minutes, you know, because like, it feels like in the moment, like, oh, it's so painful to try to get this done. But if I say five minutes, and then I've been noticing a lot of times it, it shifts and, and I'm able to do it. Yeah. This is great. So, great topic. Um, One more person here. So... And maybe it's the wrong way of seeing things, but um, at work, I'm so busy. So many things going on, multitasking. So when I get home, I want to get bored. Mm-hmm. I want to feel that I really, um, for me, it's a way of just leaving the day behind. And just sometimes sit down on the couch, watch a movie, Watch the news and not, not, I don't know. For me, it's, it's, it energizes me a little bit. The same on the weekend. It's like I decided I'm not going to work on the weekends. I'm not paid to be working on the weekends. So, okay, I have nothing to do. It's like, oh, nice. I don't, I'm not doing anything. I just make myself a tea and go outside and look at the rain, for example. So I think... I don't know if it's boredom, but I think even boredom has a role to play in our lives. Mm-hmm. I really think mm-hmm. it does. It's, it's, it's help. I think it's, yeah, it's helpful. <laughs> it certainly depends what, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if you're just having a cup of tea and enjoying the rain, I don't know that that's boredom because you're not, it, boredom is a state of suffering in a way mm-hmm. from feeling that something else should be happening and you can't make it happen somehow. You know, and so, I don't know, just keep keep looking. You know, I, I once heard boredom defined by a teacher as really you're not paying attention. You're, you've, you're really not paying attention. You're somehow focused on an idea, like something should happen, or it's the same old breath over and over, or, you know, nothing good is happening here. And you're, you're fixated on that idea. And ideas are the only thing that's really kind of monotonous to say over and over again. You know, but really, each moment, each moment in the body is a little different, each little gust of wind, you know, I mean, you can shift your mind state by watching the wind play with the trees, you know, it doesn't have to be a big, meaningful, significant thing. Or you can watch a movie that, you know, I don't know, has some value to you for some reason, whatever it is. And so, you know, just keep your mind open about what's going on, you know. And if your mind needs to check out once in a while, just, okay, it needs to, you know. You check, it checks out. And then, you know, when it comes back on, you can notice, okay, well, did that serve the purpose I wanted it to or not, you know. So, anyway. Yeah, and there are times to just say enough. 
you know, there are times we just recognize when we're clinging, when we start suffering, that then when we start feeling it like, oh, this is, I can't stand it anymore. You know, then am I clinging to something, you know? Mm-hmm. Clinging to wanting things to be different, you know. That, that's where Richard started with, you know, he wants to be different, he wants something different. I don't know. I sometimes even ask myself, okay, this is the last minute of my life, you know, how could be, hey, you know, how am I going to spend it, you know? Complaining about what's going on, or is there something I can open up to here? And you know, I don't know. Just play, play, play with it. I, I guess I'm still confused about what boredom is. Is well, it a negative thing? Well, we use the word. First of all, it's a word, so it means a whole bunch of different things to different people. So there's not one answer, any one answer to what a word means. But it, it's usually a state of of thinking that something should be happening that isn't. So you're not, it's the opposite of contentment, maybe. That's another thing I sometimes bring to mind contentment, and I bring to mind memories. I have memories of being on retreat when I was very content and nothing had happened for months either side that you would consider anything. But I was very content, you know, so bringing that, bringing to mind that physical memory, or maybe you have a memory of just sitting in front of the fire sometime feeling good, you know. Bring that to mind. It doesn't mean something has to be happening. What would contentment feel like right now? You know? So, boredom is not about really what's happening, but you're, how are you relating to whatever's happening? And are you finding it some kind of frustration and unpleasantness or not? Yeah, yeah, thinking something, yeah, not happy, not, not finding a way to relate skillfully to what is there, but thinking something else has to be happening for me to be happy. It's one flavor of boredom. You know, and there may be, <clears throat> that could be a great opportunity of exploration, you know, or a great opportunity to go and watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we've run out of time here. Um, Yes, um, two announcements. One, just a reminder that IMC is a fragrance-free place, so try not to wear scented products when you come here. Some people are very, very sensitive to that. And second, did you all get the mail about our one-day retreat coming up in June? So you need to enroll in that if you want to be part of it. If you didn't get it, come and see me and I'll give you the link. So I hope you'll come. That's over in Scotts Valley at our retreat center. No, because it's a private retreat. So you have to have the link to sign up for it. It's only for people who are in this program. The link, the link is in the email that I did. And I'm pretty soon I'm going to post it on the website. But we want everybody who's in the program to get a chance to sign up before I open it up to auditors and such. So be ideal if you don't have the link to come up here and copy it down and go sign up. It's June 18th, and it's over in Scotts Valley at our retreat center. It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday, Saturday. And, and there's also there's a carpool. There's a carpool link that you can use if you need a ride or if you want to offer rides. Um, oh, I think it's 9:30 to 4:30. You want to give people time to get over there and. Uh, it's just a nice day. It's a program. You know, we have some talks, some group get-togethers, some sits. Some we'll, we'll provide lunch. The kitchen will make lunch for us, so, you know. 
It's a nice day. I won't be able to be there, I'm afraid. So I'll, I'll say goodbye at our last meeting. But Bruni and Kim and Lori are going to teach the retreat. So hope you all can come. It's a nice day. Is is your responsibility to take care of that? So so you will pursue it. You will check if you know if if you you can post your name to request a ride, and other people that are offering rides may see it. Also, and they may email you. And if you don't get any emails, then you can go into the link and and, and see the section of rides offered. And if there's someone in your area, you can get the information and you can send the email and say, hey, I saw your name. Can I get a ride with you? Okay. Okay. Well, we're running over a little. Yeah. Let's sit for just one minute just yeah, to, just, just just to let the energy settle, even if you have an extra minute to spare here. So cultivating, appreciating all the efforts that you have made to be here today, connecting with other Sangha members, and appreciating your intention, your intention of living, living your life fully and cultivating these wholesome, skillful states of mind. So taking two or three deep breaths, appreciating yourself, and yeah. And knowing that all the fruits that we cultivated from being here together, knowing that that may benefit you and your loved ones and many, many other people. So, may you be happy and may all beings that you interact with also notice and get the, get get a little bit of that that you've been cultivating here. So keep it going, skillful efforts. Have a wonderful week, month. Thank you for your attention today. <laughs>